Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. You can also hear us on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio Saturday night from 8 to 10 Eastern. Make sure to subscri- subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can be part of our fun FanDuel Dice game. It's free, and we will send you an email every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook forward slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. And this is week 17. Oh, yeah. this, is, this is our last podcast that we go matchup by matchup and give you our predictions for, for each player. Um, next week we will be having a show. We'll be recapping the year um, and doing some fun stuff. So make sure you come back next week to listen to our recap show. But let's get into week 17. All the games are on Sunday, so don't worry about setting your lineup for Thursday. It's college football. Enjoy yourselves. It's the Bulls. <laughs> Sunday morning, New York Jets, 10 and 5. The Buffalo Bills, 7 and 8. Well, Ryan Fitzpatrick continued his awesomeness. We were just talking before the show about how the Steelers are actually my second favorite team, but I'm rooting for the Jets to get into the playoffs because I just, I can't root against my Fitzy. I can't do it. I can't. I'd be, I'd, well, that's not true. I wouldn't be really hard-pressed to root for them against the Broncos, but I'd be, you know, tempted. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been that, it's been that kind of year. It's been that kind of year. But Ryan, you know, it was Fitzpatrick went great. 26 for 41, 296 yards, three touchdowns in the win against the Patriots. He was money. He was fantastic in overtime. Um, with that great little touchdown pass to Eric Decker. I mean, it was great. So I won't hate you streaming him this week if, if you need to. Um, they're too hot for you to not take a look at him. So it's, it's kind of is what it is, guys. Brandon Marshall caught eight passes for 115 yards and two touchdowns. The guy is as consistent as it comes. He's a top wide receiver. You know you're playing him, or you would not be in this place in contentions to possibly win your Super Bowl if you're having a late Super Bowl for this week. So same with Eric Decker. He had three passes for 47 yards. It seemed like a slow game for him, and then it came out at the very end. He got his touchdown in overtime, which is great. Thank um, God. It helped me win championships. Like, right? Oh, Everyone's kind of like, What's, Decker. where's Decker? Where's Decker? Yeah, same thing. But, you know, he has scored 11 out of 14 games, guys, this year. It's insane. Amazing. For a wide receiver, too. Again, we've yeah. already said Eric Decker's the best wide receiver, too. But then Eric, Alan Hearns made another comeback this week. We'll discuss him later. But um, <laughs> you're playing Eric Decker as well. But Fissy, you know, the only thing that might prohibit you from maybe streaming him is the guy is still kind of riddled with some injuries. He's got a thumb injury, an elbow injury, a back injury. But, you know, he's a vet. He's just kind of pushing through it. It's, he wants to play for the team. The team wants to play for him. I mean, he's already had a surgically repaired thumb thus far. I mean... It is what it is, but you know what? He's playing great, so don't be too nervous about it. Chris Ivory, stay away from him. He had another terrible game. But Blau Paul, both Blau Paul and Chris Ivory did not participate in practice on Wednesday. Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker did. Again, these are just throughout the year. They're a little beat up, so it kind of determines whether they actually practice or not. But Blau Paul's status, that is definitely more up in the air. Um, but if he if he doesn't practice Thursday, it's going to be a lot more concerning than I am right now. Right now, I feel like he'll still play. And that is actually, guys, helping people get to their playoffs recently so definitely keep your eye out for him right now he's pretty sore with his injury um but keep an eye out i'm a little nervous on him as for the bills tyrod taylor i'm bumping him down to a qb2 situation this week 
Yeah, the Jets gave the six fewest points to quarterbacks. He's been he's been okay. He went thirteen for eighteen, but only one hundred seventy nine yards. So that leaves little to be desired. Any an interception because the guy rushes. That's what saves his games. He has six, seven yards rushing. So QB two status is all I can put him at right now for you. LaShawn McCoy, he's allegedly in wait and see mode, but I can't think of any reason they would risk playing him. Is there's really not they're not in contention anymore. So. Why try to rush him back? Rex Ryan says it doesn't look good for him to play in Week 17, so I would basically count him out. Carlos Williams is your guy. He rushed for 76 yards and had a touchdown. He had 17 carries, so he had the bulk of that. I think he'll do okay. He also had two passes for 21 yards. So I think you could feel safe playing Carlos Williams. Um, you know, it's, they get the third fewest points to running backs, but at this point in time, if, if you lost LaShawn, you're, you're forced to play Carlos if you handicapped, I'm sorry, if you handcuffed yourself. Your force. But I like Mike Gillisley. Again, he had 93 yards rushing and a touchdown. He was that guy we said that he's kind of that guy that's sharing the carries and he's someone you could pop in a flex. He, you got him in a flex again this week. He's probably he's a new Carlos touchdown. Williams. Yeah, he's a new Carlos Williams. He's going to steal a touchdown for you. So, you know, I like him a lot. Uh, Charles Clay, he is unavailable for the season finale. Uh, you're not going to play him anyway. And then in unrelated news that no one cares about, Percy Harvin. Uh, has been in contact with Coach Rex Ryan. And, he, you know, and Rex, Sexy Rexy, believes that Harvin wants to continue to play. Please retire, Percy. Your body Bad. is begging you. It is begging you. And then Leonard Hankerson was claimed by the Buffalo Bills. Um, he's been on three different teams this year, the Falcons, the Patriots, and the Bills now. So that's really interesting. He was only signed due to the fact that Marcus Easley, whose knee was placed on IR, and this guy, he broke his knee in three places last week. That's so sad. E. But Leonard Hankerson's not going to get any love from you guys either. You're really just playing Sammy Watkins. So. I thought Leonard Hankerson had potential. He does have potential. I thought Leonard, he looked really good on Atlanta, and then he got hurt, and then Atlanta just, like, dropped him. He I got think hurt. Just, then he got bounced. They only have two players. And then he went to the Patriots and got bounced. Now he's with the Bills. He does have potential. He's a potential guy, but you're not you're not going to possibly throw that kind of guy into your lineup in your in your Super Bowl. I'm surprised the Patriots couldn't do something with Hankerson with their wide receiver situation this year. Yeah, I think it must have been roster spots or something. It just it's weird. That's, and he seemed he seemed maybe not. Maybe he's too injured. I don't know. I don't know what necessarily those injuries injuries were, but that's too bad. All right, New England Patriots twelve and three at the Miami Dolphins five and ten. Well, Tom Brady went for three hundred fifty six yards and four touchdowns the last time that they played. Um, now, last week was very rough for him going up against the Jets, but the Dolphins are not a Jet are not the Jets. So <gasps> really, what? that's some analysis for you. Hard hitting analysis. <laughs> They're not the Jets. However, Julian Edelman limited in practice today with his foot injury. Danny Amendola limited with his knee injury. Brandon LaFell, who I don't even want to talk about, limited (laughs) with a foot injury. And Scott Chandler, for good measure, also limited with a knee injury. Keyshawn Martin is kind of your best bet this week. He caught seven of his 11 targets for 68 yards last week. If he can get in the end zone, listen, someone's got to catch the ball against Miami. It was so crazy. Doing the wide receiver rankings, and I was like, Keyshawn? Really? This is where I, we're at? <laughs> this is where we're at. Well, he's the only one who's not like, limited with an injury at the crazy. moment. It's or crazy. questionable, or probably <clears throat> not going to play. Listen, yeah. I mean, Brandon LaFell's not getting it done, so we can just take him out, out of the running. 
We, when we do our show on Saturday nights on SiriusXM, people always call in Brian LaFell questions, and I am such a jerk about it. I'm like, well, you can take Brian LaFell out. And you know what? Until he gets more than three points, I will continue to take Brandon LaFell out. Um, but, yeah, so Miami gives up the ninth most points to opposing wide receivers. Someone's going to catch the ball. Tom Brady's going to throw it somewhere. It's got to be Keyshawn Martin. And, again, Dolphins are not Jets. It won't be as bad as last week. Um, and the whole team was bad except for James White. Yeah. James White is really good, people. And, he's and their he's hybrid the new right Deion now. Lewis. Yeah, he's exactly. He's in where they need him. Said nine or more points in five of his last six games in standard scoring. Miami gives up the absolute most points to fantasy uh, running backs. So I actually really like him this week if you're playing daily. In my opinion, he's priced way below where he should be. And you can start their defense and their kicker, absolutely. I don't know. Defense against the Dolphins? I know. It's risky. We are. (laughs) It's risky. It's risky. Uh, The Dolphins will not be making the playoffs. They're not playing for anything but their dignity, which brings me to non-fantasy news, but funny social media news. Defensive player Brent Grimes' wife, Nico, went off about reporters and, more importantly, Ryan Tannehill on Twitter, quote, how many people does Ryan Tannehill have to get fired before you realize he is the problem? And that was by far the most like PC. calm tweet yeah. out of all of them because several of them had the F word, like, went, like several. And this is not the first time that he, she has gone off. Her on, fantasy football terrible theater? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Miko, you got to do it. It's hilarious. It's, you, if you haven't seen her tweets... Go to SliceMiami.com, and they have all of them there because ESPN wouldn't even post all of them because they were so bad. So if you go to SliceMiami.com, you can see all of her tweets. Um, well, he apologized, right, being like, my wife's opinions are not mine. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Well, it's not the first time that she's been well, yelled at by the Miami Dolphins. They've told her to keep her mouth shut. She was arrested before a game with, a, like, assault and battery to an officer. And, I mean, she's, like, you know, oh, making man. her stand. <laughs> it's Nico. so funny. You can't keep Nico, Nico down. Can't hold Nico, Nico down. She's going. She's doing it. Um, Nico's, but, like, the other side of the Giselle. Yeah. Nico's the Giselle. Giselle wishes she could be if she wasn't already a famous person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I want them yeah. to hang out and just talk yeah. trash about all the other like, players. One of the tweets was, like, you should have known that we were going to lose when our quarterback can't score a touchdown. Or I don't know. It's just like it goes on and on. It's 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 humorous. If you're not Ryan Tannehill or the reporters that she is speaking of, it's very funny. So go check it out. <laughs> uh, but on that note, you're not starting Tannehill. Last time he played um, the Patriots, he had seven point nine fantasy points. He hasn't thrown a touchdown in the last two weeks. He's also listed as questionable after being sacked six times last week. So there's no question that he's banged up. He also found blood in his urine, which <gasps> oh. I find very concerning. The fact that he's even, like, thinking about playing. No, I mean, I've had blood in my urine. Okay. Well, it's a sign of dehydration. That just went live over Google. Good, you know? like, <laughs> I got no shame. I got no shame. I stand with Nico. I've been dehydrated. It, like, is yellow, but it's not bloody. Well, it's not it's not red, but there's blood in your urine. Like so when you get the test, they're like you have blood in your urine. And I was like, Oh. 
Oh, like, well, I've never. I threw me on yeah. an IV for like three hours, and I was like, all right. Well, uh, I, I, okay. <laughs> but he's also getting hit by huge men. True. Yeah, that's true. And I think that that's what makes it concerning. Wow. Your health issues, Brent Ashley, is Who's all saying, concerning. I'm not all getting on its hit own. Big, all on its own. Um, as for Landry, he's been having good game, bad game for the last eight weeks. So I guess that's kind of consistent. What's our um, pattern? Are we up or are we down this week? It's supposed to be a bad game. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. He had seven fantasy points last time against New England in standard scoring. So I'm sure that when you get down to it, you might have to start him with the people that are available. But it's just not my favorite in championship week. Um, and that goes for Lamar Miller as well. If you need to play him, I get it. But New England gives up the 10th fewest fantasy points. To running backs, flex, it's fine. I don't know anything Maybe. more. Stop yourself. No Jordan Cameron. And I think Devontae Parker could be a good flex as well. He saw 10 targets last week, and although he only caught four of them, he did get 93 yards. So add a touchdown to that, it's a good day. Um, so he does. he is able to make big plays, which I think is a bonus. Do you think that the non-running of Lamar Miller is one of the greater mysteries of this year, kind of like Gore in San Francisco last year? Like, I think the biggest mi- bigger mystery guy? was that Lamar Miller actually did well this year because he's been crap every other year. So to me, the mystery was that he was doing well. But then when he was doing year. well, okay. I'm not a therapist, but I think it's kind of a mental thing for Lamar Miller. I also think it was a coaching choice. Um, yeah. The beginning of the season, so I think that um, I think he's kind of been thrown around a lot. I think Lamar needs to find a new home. Uncertainty with the coaching staff, and he think he will. This I think this is his last year with the Miami Dolphins. He'll be in a different jersey next year. So hopefully it's a D'Angelo Williams. I'm hoping that for every running back that goes to a different team, that he's the next D'Angelo Williams. I do, I do. I had um, a Steelers fan ask me today what. I thought the Steelers were going to do about D'Angelo Williams and Le'Veon Bell. And I was like, is there a question? No. What do you mean, is there a question? Like, the, whether they're going to start D'Angelo over Bell. Le'Veon Bell. No. Absolutely not. That's crazy talk. But maybe D'Angelo Williams is old, and he's yeah. the perfect backup. He's productive, and because Carolina never used him or didn't use him properly, he's has – Younger legs than his age, which is but, great. But there's a lot of teams that need a running back out there. So the question is, do they trade him for value? For the, for Hi, sure. I'm a Broncos fan, and I would love D'Angelo Williams. Yeah. Me too. Got an offensive line, though. All right, New Orleans Saints, 6-9 and nine at the Atlanta Falcons, 8-7. and seven. Perfect. I just love, by the way, if you're watching video, you can see when I talked about my, my urine. I mean, blood, Brandon cringing because she just hates, <laughs> she hates when I overshare. She hates it. It was really bad. But I've been over really gross. Well, it's like, just, you know, you saw no, no. brought up, and I was like, oh, yeah. Don't yeah. speak. Don't speak. You know, just so. <laughs> Anyway, we'll get to Drew Brees. <laughs> so he, he clearly, the foot was not that big of an issue for him. He, had tw- he completed 25 and 36 passes yeah. for 412 yards, three touchdowns. It was crazy. This is the eighth straight season that he has had at least 30 touchdown passes. So congrats, Breeze. You're still the man. Love it. You're still you're playing him. Now, his foot did not take part in practice on Wednesday, but he says it feels better this week than where he was this time last week. So being as he threw 412 yards last week, I don't think he would need to be worried about. 
Grand the Falcons give up the ninth fewest points to quarterbacks, but this is Drew Brees. And even an unhealthy Drew Brees still is better than the majority of the quarterbacks in the league. So stop overthinking it. Play Drew Brees. Talking to you, Tannehill. Gosh. <laughs> you did. Right? She's, he's, uh, he's Miko approved, Drew Brees. So that's good. Um, Tim Hightower. He, you know, another fuzzy, good, warm feeling. Maybe we want people to be Tim Hightowers, too, like D'Angelo Williams is, right? He, he came back. Heck yeah. I don't know if you're not in the NFL for quite some time. And he had 27 carries. That's a lot of carries for him. And he had 122 yards and two touchdowns. He had another 47 yards off three catches. Um, you know, and this is another great matchup this week. So he for sure needs to be in your lineup and feel really good about it. Same with Brandon Cooks. He was, you know, not good beginning of the season, and he has come on the last few weeks here. He is someone you can depend on. Absolutely. He had five catches for 123 yards. He's Drew Brees's, you know, kind of his guy he's depending on right now. So he definitely needs to be in your lineup. Um, CJ Spiller, in unrelated news, that if you even care what I'm saying, I feel bad for you, but he was placed on IR. This should have no impact for anybody <laughs> listening to this show. I repeat, this should have no impact for anyone, but... Um, and then it's really interesting because, again, we're at the end of the season, so people start playing out scenarios for next year. And, you know, Drew Brees already had to sit there and say that he doesn't see a scenario where him or Coach Sean Payton aren't back with the team next season. Um, and so it's just always so funny. People always just want them to go. Now, Brees has a $30 million salary cap figure next year. Um, if the Saints were to trade or release Brees, they would have to do so by February 10th. So... Um, it could be interesting off-season. We're getting to the off-season rumors and all that kind of good stuff. Come die. Come um, die with the Broncos, Bree. Yeah, we'll Come take die you. die the Broncos. We'll, we'll, we'll get the place <laughs> for really uh, old Hall of Famers to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah fine. Uh, Breeze is going to stay a stain, guys. So is Sean Payton. There's nothing to worry about. Don't don't hear, like, gibberish like this before a game and, like, take it into the factors whether you should play someone or not. You're playing Drew Breeze. Stop. Don't even think about it. Stop. Well, this is easy. Start them if you have them, especially if there's no word that they're going to bench anybody because they're not playoff bound. Julio Jones had nine receptions for 178 yards and a touchdown against Josh Norman and the Carolina Panthers, and he didn't even headbutt anybody. Hey, success. Julio, Julio, offensive player of the week against Josh Norman. That's crazy sauce. Totally into it. Um, New Orleans gives up the six most fantasy points to wide receivers, including 20 fantasy points to two wide receivers last week. Um, that would be Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns. Uh, Devontae Freeman is a must-start. New Orleans gives up the third most fantasy points to running backs. And when I said start them, if you have them, those are the only two I'm talking about. You shouldn't have any other Atlanta Falcon. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Uh, you can start Shane Graham as well, the kicker. He had double digits in the last three out of the four games, and the one he didn't, Atlanta didn't score any points, so we can't blame him entirely for that one. Fair enough. No. Detroit we can blame Lions. Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> yeah, we can. I had to get it in. Sorry. Get it in. Proud of you. <laughs> Proud of you, Brent. That's like the, almost the last one of the year. So, good work. Good work. Gotta get it in. Um, with that said, Jim Bob Cooter. Because I don't have my, I don't have my lineup. I don't. Have my I didn't notes. even finish. Detroit Lions at Chicago Bears. Yeah. There you go. Jim Bob Jim Cooter. Bob. Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter's team. Um, Matthew Stafford. I hope that you guys did stream him last week. He had a great game. Twenty nine, thirty seven passes for three hundred and one yards, two touchdowns. He's doing great. Yes, it was against the Niners, but you know what? At least they came prepared to play them. That's more than we can say for other teams. So, 
Not as many points as uh, Kirk Cousins. No, not as many as Kirk, <laughs> but still, but still, he was a viable option for people out there. So I hope you played him. Now you may have played <laughs> Calvin Johnson as well, and he actually finished with six catches for seventy-seven yards and a touchdown. But it's guys, good. it is it is good. It's, it's good. good. It's good. But he's been it's better so than what t- I thought. He's that's the thing. He's been so touch and go all season. It was better than I thought, and he doesn't have the best matchup. So. I don't know how badly you may need to play him, but I hopefully you don't because I don't like this matchup this week. And again, he's been, he literally was like decent, bad, bad, decent, bad, bad. He had a decent game, which means he's set up for a bad game this week. So I don't, I don't love it. I hope you have another option out there for the running backs. I hate them too, but you guys already know I hate them. I talk about how much I hate them every week. I do. Amir Abdullah, he had the team high with eight carries whoop de doo He's the next Adrian Peterson. Gosh, stop <laughs> it. Stop it. I don't even, you know. Don't he's ruin, the next D'Angelo Williams. Friend. Yeah, no, he's not that either. <laughs> He'll be AP in 10 years, maybe. He's maybe the next CJ Spiller. <laughs> oh, that's, that's low. That's low. Wow. That's, yeah, that was, a low, that was a low blow, Amir. I'm that's sorry. Mean. I'm sorry. But 39, so 39 yards. He had four catches for nine yards again, like, what, whatever. But then Bell, of course, why, they couldn't give the touchdown to Amir and actually have him have a decent game. Now we'll give the, we'll give the touchdown to Joyke Bell because that's what we like to do. And then you got Theo Riddick, who actually is still your best option to play, especially if you're in a PPR yep. league. He actually has been kind of a little secret gem in PPR leagues, Theo Riddick. Uh, he only had seven carries. He was only, I guess, one less than the team high of eight, but um, only for 20 yards. But he had 63 yards in terms of receptions. So that's what's great about him. Um, and Theo Riddick set the single-season Detroit Lion franchise record for receiving yards by a running back. So congrats to Theo Riddick. He has 76 catches and 668 receiving yards. That's really the great third, for a running back. The third running back on the team. The third running back on the team is <laughs> probably like the top <laughs> receiver on the team, honestly. Uh, but he's been a little gem for them in terms of PPR. Um, Calvin Johnson's he's been resting his ankle, um, but – Jim Caldwell says that he's not going to really be resting the team. He, you know, he doesn't really plan on doing that. So you don't. Martha re- Ford is like, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Yeah. So this is not a team that you need to worry about in terms of they're going to be resting their starters. And you do need to worry about that with some teams, but this is not one of them. They feel good about it. And then Calvin Johnson has certainly been throwing out his love for Coach Jim Caldwell. He is putting up the campaign right now to, as Brent said, Miss Martha Firestone. Um forward to keep Jim Caldwell. The whole team loves Jim Caldwell. I'm sure they love Jim Bob Cooter too, but they love them. They're rooting for him. You can play these guys in terms of if you really need to. They're not going to be benched. So that's really it on the They really made an about face this season. Lions. They did a they lot did, yeah. better. They did do better. They did do better. But Bears. Well, on the other side of the spectrum, bad effort last week, but they still won the game. So. You think so? Yeah. What are you going to do? It was against Tampa Bay. What are you going to do? Alshon Jeffrey was out, and now he's on IR. It's a never-ending hamstring injury. It's sad and something we really actually have to consider for next year when we do our rankings. I'm, I'm dead serious. He has a lot of soft tissue issues, and those don't go away, as our friend Stephanie Bell has told us. Jay Cutler only has eight interceptions on the season, which is impressive, so I wanted to give him a high five. That is impressive for him. Growth. That's really good. Less than really I mean, if he can get if he can get only one interception next week, he's less than ten. How many touchdowns does he have? I'm not gonna talk about it. Less I'm than ten. That he <laughs> a good job. 
Uh, you know, I mean, listen, I'm not starting him without Alshon Jeffrey on the field, but it's miraculous. And it looks like the team is leaning towards just letting Forte go. Wow, last week they pretended it was week 17 and just went to check out their other talent. A yep. little scary. Yep. So uh, Kadeem Carey got a touchdown on the ground and a touchdown on the air. Uh, Jeremy Langford got 19 carries. Matt Forte only got 11. Now, they might give Forte a goal line carry to get a touchdown if this is his last home game. So there is that. You can hold on to that. But still, I don't know. I think but at one really point with, like, Kadeem Carey, when he had his two touchdowns, he also only had two yards. Total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. he was literally put in on the one-yard line. Because they're, they're trying to see if he can do the goal line carries. Right. You're right. They're just they're scoping on the team. They're just the testing shirt. it out. They're just testing. They have completely cashed it in. So, it's unfortunate. Matt Forte, underrated to this day. Zach Miller is the tight end to watch and or play, but he sat out practice on Wednesday with a toe injury. Keep an eye on those reports. Um, but he's had five touchdowns in eight weeks and has five or more catches in his last three games. And you can start Robbie Gould, their kicker, but I'd pause on that defense. Detroit's only allowed five or fewer points to all but one team, which was St. Louis, since their week nine bye to That's defenses. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? There you go. We're about to talk about Philadelphia, but it just makes me think when you talk about Forte, it's like, Highly drafted in your fantasy team, Forte, DeMarco Murray, C.J. Anderson, you know. <coughs> but Forte's been better than those guys. It's just, just in the last one. couple weeks. It's true. It's true, but just like, man. Yeah. Sucky. Sad. All right. Philadelphia Eagles 6-9 and nine at the New York Giants 6-9. and nine. I've been waiting all My week for this. My prayers <laughs> have been answered. <laughs> Chip Kelly has been fired after missing the playoffs. Bye-bye. Early, I might say. I thought Early. you and Snoop might meet up and, like, celebrate. I think that the did owner Did you finally wanted... see the video? Yes, I did watch the video. I watched it yeah. twice. Yeah, Great, I did. Um, it was fabulous. Um, and I was, was going to say that I think maybe the owner heard Snoop Dogg and me on this podcast talking about Chip Kelly um, but I love that he fired him early so he could get a whole week of press by himself before, you know, the Everyone Sunday when everybody fired. gets fired. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so good. I love it. It's like rerun on ESPN and NFL Network. Oh, Chip yeah, Kelly fired. Chip Kelly fired. It's like, yeah, he is. But then it and starts like, all the other, the other coaches on the chopping block. Like now it's gotten started with Chip, you know. Oh, but Chip was... That was quick. I mean, that's surprising. It was literally in the last week. Listen, he found a way to completely destroy the Eagles over the last two years with moves that no one is going to ever understand. He got rid of Deshaun Jackson after 2013 season where he had 1,332 yards and nine touchdowns. Then Kelly let Macklin go after having 1,318 yards and 10 touchdowns. And LaShawn McCoy, after 1,319 yards and five touchdowns, getting in the 1,300s, it's not good Bye-bye. for his career with Chip Kelly. <laughs> Bye. A Bye. lucky 13. Oh. <laughs> I oh, wonder if man. he's, like, crazy. It's just, like, exactly lucky 13. Like, that is not his number. Adios, amigo. Um, traded away Nick Foles for Sam Bradford and just let Evan Mathis walk away. For nothing. Bye-bye. No big deal. Come on. 
he destroyed that team. You don't feel a little bad for him? Absolutely not. He wanted all the control. You know that he took the GM in his office and moved him to the other side of the building because he wanted him to have absolutely no involvement in his team. Did you know that? Chip Kelly is a dictator, and he is a bad person in the NFL, and he deserves to be in college to do his all of his glory, to do you know whatever heck he wants to do. But in the NFL, there's rules and regulations, and when you think you can be the GM, the man, the you know the the coach, the play caller, the, the everything, your ego is way too big. For the NFL, and you need to just get out. Although I think you probably will get an NFL job. There's several good jobs in college this year, so I'm hoping he does not. So I do not have to talk about him next year. But oh man, I hope if he does land somewhere and we we do our draft, <laughs> yeah. that Courtney gets that team. Well, they're talking about the Tennessee Titans, and I love the Tennessee Titans. Um, Could you imagine like, him with Marcus? Do Mariota? not put Chip Kelly with oh, Marcus no. Mariota in oh, the NFL no. because that'll make me sad. I they were together it. in college. Yeah, I think that this was all his ruse to get to coach Marcus Mariota. Chip Kelly is a sick person. I would use another <laughs> word right now, but... <laughs> Corey's about to go snoop on you right now. But... I am about to go snoop on you right now. He's so, he's so bad. And when you see the owner smiling as he's talking about firing this man, you know that, you know... I'm not the only one that cannot stand this guy. I mean, he is, he's got work to do. He's got, he's got growing. Let's just say that. Anyways, about fantasy, Chip Kelly came out the morning that he got fired and said that he is not benching anybody. No word has yet come out uh, from the new coaches on whether they will go ahead and bench people. So keep an ear out for that if things change then I guess you're not playing Jordan Matthews because I'm pretty sure that's the only person that's viable from this team at this point. Um, to just where if you start him, there's a possibility you could get three points. I do kind of think DeMarco Murray is going to have a really big game this week. I do too. I do too. But do too. are you <laughs> yeah. willing to risk it for your championship? I don't know no. if I am. He's kind of no, but I am on my daily on my daily and roster. And your daily, that's what sure. I, yeah. In your daily, so sure. But it's kind of risky, and yeah, but everyone else is on the bench. Done. Sorry about my rant about Chip Kelly. I think everybody who listens to us regularly knew that was coming. Absolutely. And also, I think that Marco Murray is just going to run down the field, like, flipping the bird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the whole way. Like, that's how he's going to hold well, the football. Well, because it's completely ruined his stock in the NFL. Yeah. And, I mean, and there's no way he's He's a talented running back. Yeah. How do you not figure out how to use DeMarco Murray? It makes no What's sense. wrong with you? Exactly. How do you not do that? I mean, I get, like, not using him as much as Dallas did because you don't want him to die halfway sure. through the season. But to not use him in shotgun and just, just, just blatantly ignore the way that he runs when he's so talented is just, you know, it, it's just immature and out of control. Out of control, Chip Kelly. Adios, amigo. Well, it's just the pompousness of some coaches. And Chip Kelly's not the only one to sit there and say, this is my offense and this is how we're going to run it, versus looking at the skill sets of the players that you've either acquired or that are on your team that 
need to operate in a certain way. That's how they're built. That's what why they're good. So you need to be able to change your plan a bit to be able to fit around that. Well, and that's well, different than college because in college you're teaching them how to be fo- football players, right? In the right. pros, they're already football they're already players. Pros. They're they pros. already have athletic talent to the point where they're in the NFL. So figure out how to use it. It's not about rebuilding them. Right. And he's not a rookie. Right. Right. You know, also it's like, it's just like beyond me. It's just, it's very crazy. So um, good luck to the Eagles um, next week. I hope you win in spite. Because that's the kind of person I am. Um, Although I do love the Giants. Let's get into the Giants. And I don't want you to win because poor Tom Coughlin's job is in question after not making the playoffs for the third straight season. And I love Tom Coughlin. Um, yeah. yeah. But he Don't has some supportive giant. and complimentary quotes, quotes from his players in the coverage on Sunday's game. And I wanted to let them know that they shouldn't have to be thinking about such things as, as Coughlin's job. And he said, I said, look, it's not fair. You're young men. I'm the head coach. You're the players. Coughlin, he said, I appreciate the sentiments, but that's not where where I want them focused this week. So basically I said, don't worry about me or my situation. Let's prepare ourselves to play an outstanding football game. Try to win a game against the Philadelphia Eagles. So sad. So sad. I hope, I hope they win. I hope Coughlin keeps his job. I just love him. Or that he retires. Like they should give him that respect. Yeah. Let him, let him bow out. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. comes back from a suspension and should have a great game against the bad secondary. I ranked him number one this week. I'm excited about him. If you are in a pinch, Eli Manning could be a st- uh, good start. With that said, he could also get you 8.76 fantasy points like he did last time they played Philadelphia. Richard Jennings had <laughs> or his he third get, game. Or he can get pulled when you only need like 1.5 points more to beat your sister in the Super Bowl. And then they pull him, put the backup in, and he throws a touchdown. That could happen, too. <laughs> it totally happened in May 16. Yep. It totally happened. Could happen again, just... guys. Could happen again. <laughs> you sorry, played Eli Manning in your Super Bowl? We it's had, it's, it's a, a two-quarterback two league. league. Oh, and yeah. it's 16 people in the league. 16 Listen, people, 25-man rosters. So everybody's, every quarterback's playing. On I lost to teams. Courtney by, like, I think it was 1.12 points. With Eli, and they pulled him, and then they back up through the through the touchdown. And I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" <laughs> I beat Brad Evans the week before by I think the same spread. It was like one point something, and then this week I played Ashley, and I beat her with like a one point something spread too. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad, but I was the better team. Thanks, Eli. <laughs> Thanks. And that's with my best player on the bench, ODB, suspended. I couldn't play him. I got lucky. I'm impressed. Though. I couldn't I win the games where I had to bench ODB. It was bad. Oh, it was, well. When luckily, Odell was out, I was screwed. I was like, well. He really okay. screwed a lot of people. Yeah, he did. Thanks, he OBJ. Really OBJ. I OBJ, OBJ that's right. That's right. OBJ. Uh, Rashard Jennings has his third game in a row with double digits. Hello. Philadelphia yeah. gives up the yeah. seventh most fantasy points to running back, so I say play him. Ruben Randall had 14 fantasy points last week in standard leagues, and although OBJ, ODB, um, is back, he managed double digits the two weeks before that. So he's not a bad flex or a wide receiver three, in my opinion, especially against the Eagles. 
I am not starting anyone else, including Will Ty. The Eagles actually can stop tight ends. So that's not my favorite matchup. Also, don't start the kicker or the defense. This is a good matchup for them. Um, but who knows how the Philadelphia offense is going to play. So it's whatever. Washington Redskins 8-7, and seven, the Dallas Cowboys 4-11. and 11. I never thought I would say this, and I've said it a few times this season already, but Jordan Reed is legit. Yep. He is legit. And I'm very glad that he's back and has had a healthy season because that has been – such a problem for him but when he's healthy you can see why it is the Redskins were holding on to this guy with hope um you know we've been saying it the whole back end of the year but he proved it again last week when he finished with nine catches for 129 yards and two touchdowns this guy is targeted so much for a tight end we're talking almost like Gronk style target numbers here guys and you know Reed has had five touchdowns over the last three weeks and he's you know he's making a pretty good bid as being Possibly the most valuable tight end of the year up there with Gary Barnage. And I don't think he's going to play. You know, Jordan Cameron. Yeah. Do you think they're they're I mean, I don't they don't have anything to play with. I don't for. think Reed's going to play. Well, here's the thing. So, Kirk Cousins might not play. So, Pierre Garçon, I'll talk about just for a quick second. He had seven catches for his season-high 80 yards. I just like, you know, feel-good stories. I like Pierre Garçon. But you're not going to play him. Um it's that's just not a great game for him this week. But Kirk Cousins could be rested is what we're hearing. So um, the team did clinch the division, so they're in. Um, and in terms of what Gruden said, he goes, we'll have to wait and see and talk about it as a staff and see where the injury report stands with Kirk and how he's feeling. Um, but I think it's pretty injury-free. But if he is injury-free, a lot will depend on who's playing around him and go from there. There's no need to risk anything. Washington cannot, um, you know, they can't gain or lose anything from this. They're in. They're locked. So they're probably, this is a team that could rest their players. Yeah, Deshaun's so, out, I think. They haven't yeah. declared he's out. I was going to say, like, another one. questionable. He, he didn't do much in his revenge game. And with Kirk Cousins potentially out and him potentially out, I just wouldn't risk it. Jordan Reed, I think he can play if Kirk Cousins plays and if he indeed plays. But... This is a team that I don't think is going to risk anything since they're in the playoffs. And it's been definitely a, it's a team been a to while. keep your ear out for. Yeah, you, you need to starters. really read reports yeah. on Sundays. Yeah. Backup alert. Handcuff yourself. Cowboys. Well, gosh, you know, when it comes to fantasy points, this is the matchup of the week. <laughs> Dream. Uh, Dreamy. Yeah. Des Bryant <laughs> was put on IR. Ashley and Courtney's favorite reports. Uh, Des Bryant's surgeries are expected to be minor on his foot, and he's back on track to be back for <laughs> off-season workouts. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Maybe okay. Des and I can do physical therapy together. <laughs> yeah. I'm officially inviting you, Des, to come to uh, physical therapy so with funny. me in, in Colorado. That is Tony Romo going to be back by then? That is still undetermined. My but husband I, thinks he's done. But uh, our favorite, Jerry Jones, said that it's a priority to get a young quarterback this year in the draft. Supposedly they're <laughs> yeah. going to look to um, put a plate in his, in his collarbone. Yeah. Okay. It's been broken three be times. I don't know. Um, haven't heard. You know, that's, that's kind of the new news. None of the Cowboys scored over, scored over 9.8 fantasy points in standard scoring. None. And the highest scorer was Darren McFadden, who, again, you can play. Because yep. he's the only guy that's touching the ball and doing anything with it. Uh, Washington's middle of the road against the run. But, again, they're going to sit some of the starters. So I, I think Darren McFadden's the way to go. 
And congrats to him. He really kind of blew away my expectations this year. He did not get Absolutely. hurt. I am shocked. And and a ton of usage. I feel bad for him. I am not drafting him next yeah. year because the usage was out of control. And the Dallas Cowboys need to stop doing that, by the way. It's become a habit for them, and they need to stop overdoing it with the running backs. I told you about Bryce Butler last week. I was like, random name that might come in handy. Yeah, sure. He caught four of his nine targets for 74 yards. No touchdown. But, you know, for the Cowboys minus Tony Romo, that's a good stat line. Yeah. 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 Uh, In week 15, Kellen Moore scored 4.32 fantasy points. And in week 16, 5.34. Improvement. Week 17. Why are they even bothering to look? Why are they even bothering to look for a young quarterback? (laughs) 6.36 would be the pattern. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand why he'd need someone else. Uh, I'm not playing the kicker of the defense. Washington may not be playing for anything, but I'm not sure this offense can get a first down. Oh, sad. It's too bad. Tennessee Titans, uh, three and twelve, and the Indianapolis Colts seven and eight. Obviously, with a three and twelve record, the Titans are not going to the playoffs. Marcus Mariota will not be playing in Week Seventeen, so you have Zach Mettenberger. You are not starting him. And other than Delaney Walker, you are not starting the Titans in your championship game. The end. Walker, man. Cold. So short. I love it. Well, it's every week I say we've got a quarterback problem on our hands. And this week is no different, Colts. You never disappoint me. <laughs> so never good. Disappoint. Free never. Josh Freeman, oh, right, Brandon? Hey, Free Josh Free Freeman. Free Josh Freeman. <laughs> According to me, I have to take down that rest in peace post on Instagram on Josh Freeman. Yeah. Remember that one? Maybe, Courtney. We'll yeah. have to wait and see. Yeah. Time will tell. But Matt I'm going to have like a resurgent one with like, you know, like one of the um, guys from like, uh, like a rising uh, Michael Jackson. Um, oh, thriller? Zombie? Yeah, like Thriller, where like they come back from the dead. And we can have like Josh Freeman, Kirk Cousins, Mc, McFadden. Tim Hightower. D'Angelo Williams. Hightower. Hightower. There's several this year. Chris Johnson. Courtney's going to recreate Johnson. the uh, thriller video with fantasy <laughs> yeah, football players. With, with faces of the guys from fantasy Please football. Do. Yes. Please do. I wish I was that tech savvy. If any of our listeners are, please make that video please for me and send video. it to me. Yeah. At, at Courtney least, Her At FFB. least a picture. At least a picture. <laughs> at least a picture. Yeah. Well, they may have to, Courtney, because Matt Hasselbeck is doubtful to play. He's got a sprained AC joint. Uh, he should not play. If you watch the game, again, you're holding your breath, hoping this man will live through the game. And he got pulled out. Charlie Whitehurst went in, but Whitehurst uh, was placed on IR on Monday with his hamstring, so we got Whitehurst out. Josh Friedman was signed by the Colts on Tuesday. So where does this leave us, and who will start? Well, naturally, the Colts have no update on who they plan to start out of Josh Freeman, Ryan Lindley, and Stephen Morris. Some say Freeman and Lindley are more likely since they do have at least some starting experience. But Morris, he's the underdog, the exciting one, who's technically (laughs) good, but he struggles with accuracy, which can semi be made up with in terms of his athleticism think russell wilson that might be too bold maybe let's say colin kaepernick is a better comparison here so it's really kind of edgy guys they don't know experience or style forfeit we'll see so corny (laughs) hold hold on to that you know freeman resurrection instagram post for now but we'll know we'll know more tomorrow slash sunday either way you're not playing any of them the only person i want you to consider on this team 
two people. Adam Vinatieri, who became the third player in NFL history to have over 500 field goals in his career. Congratulations. That's amazing. The only two I've ever done is Morton Anderson and Gary Anderson. I love they're both Andersons. So way to break that trend, Vinatieri. <laughs> um, so congrats to you. And then Frank Gore. I'm okay with you playing Frank Gore. He ran yes. 15 times. He had 85 yards. He scored two touchdowns. I couldn't believe it. I was playing against Frank Gore and Ashley had him. And I was like, he's having the game of his season <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah, like 20-some points. Uh, but I thought he was going to do well, and I think he's going to do well this well as, this week as well because they have to rely on him in a big way. They have virtually no quarterback. I don't even want you playing T.Y. His calf was limited in practice. Um, but it's it's a really, really bad, dire quarterback situation. So Bummer. 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 Baltimore Ravens, 5-10. and 10, Cincinnati Bengals, 11-4. and four. Believe it or not, Kamar Aiken is on pace to break the Ravens' franchise record for most consecutive five-catch games in one season. Oh, really? So bad. Correct. So bad. He'll beat the record if he, get this, gets five catches. See? Oh, there we go. Look at that. It took me a second. I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Only five. Hopefully he can do that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the record. record. (laughs) Five catches. (laughs) (laughs) Fuzzy math. Fuzzy math. <laughs> oh, my God. If you watch us on YouTube, which you should hop on uh, right now, but, uh, Brayden, you totally look like Kim Kardashian, and you just said that. Oh, yeah. He only needs five catch-ups. The way you <laughs> said it was perfect. So oh, perfect. No. Oh, you did. No. You did. It was good. Uh, I ne- I think Kamar Aiken is a, is a good player next year, too, by the way. Yeah, um, I think so. I'll be uh, so last year uh, before her fantasy football became part of SiriusXM, I was asked to do this um, crazy early January draft for the following year. Well, I was asked to do it again this year, and I'm like, I haven't even thought about next year. And it's guys like Kamar Aiken, where you're like, is he a good draft pick? We we really need to know where Flacco is in his OTA progress right now. (laughs) Is he ready? Is Is he he on pace? Is he is he on pace for OTAs? That's going to be really important about Mari. Fantasy football is crazy. I'm also excited because what? This is it. This is my best. This is the best moment of the show. Okay. Steve Smith Sr. announced on Twitter today that he will officially return to the Ravens in 2016. Yes! <laughs> I knew it. We said he couldn't go out that way. We knew it. We no, knew it. No. And you know what? We need him. I just don't understand fantasy football without Steve Smith Sr. The NFL is better so with true. Steve Smith Sr. It's so true. So he's back. And Javorius Buck Allen bounced back in a big way against the Steelers. 18 carries for 79 yards and a touchdown. He also caught all five of his targets for another 35 yards. Cincinnati gives up the 12th fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs, but it was a bad matchup last week, too. So he's a roll of dice. He's either going to get you negative points or 20-some points. Yeah. You, you, you do what you need to do. Ryan Mallett won the game last week, and he put up 14 fantasy points. No thank you. Not good enough. Uh, I'm not starting their defense, and um, I'm always considering Justin Tucker because I'm old, and I keep thinking that he's had the same season as two years ago. Mm. Bengals. Bengals. A.J. McCarron. He went 22 for 35 for 200 yards and one touchdown. But that's actually not bad against the Denver Broncos, I will say. For a backup, it's not awful. He looked good. Brandon, (laughs) yeah, I mean. He did. He looked confident. He was throwing he passes he that a backup well, should not be throwing. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's Kelly on the free show. It's not, <laughs> not an A.J. McCarron fan. <laughs> no, 
Well, here's the thing. Unfortunately, whether you like him or not, confident or not, McCarron did injure his wrist on that final play of the game. Uh, that was that was I don't know if you remember the bad snap and McCarron dove to the ground, but yeah. Demarcus Ware actually tucked the ball away. It was an awesome moment for us Broncos fans. I'm sure it was a very it wasn't bad that moment. bad of a snap. Um, it wasn't that bad, but still, nonetheless, he fell. He was, he was, you know, very aggressively trying to make sure that he didn't fumble, you know, lose the fumble, uh, which he did, but he hurt his wrist. Now, he is expected to play this week, so despite the sprained left wrist, he feels that he'll be ready. So there's really not any hope for Andy Dalton. He's getting closer, but his bone isn't fully healed. Now, because of McCarron's injury, Dalton um, and Dalton still being hurt, they signed Mike Kafka, who's from the Titans, uh, they signed him to the practice squad on Tuesday. Now, Andy Dalton's thumb went through some conditioning drills um, on Wednesday, so that's good. It's the first time since he got hurt that he's you know, been involved at all. But he's still got the black cast on. Um, there's allegedly a chance he could play, but it's very doubtful. It's more likely Dalton will play at some point in the playoffs. So you can count that <laughs> one out. Fortunately, McCarron's going to be your guy or uh, Kafka, so feel great about that one. But A.J. Green, he had a better game than expected and caught five past 57 yards and a touchdown. I thought the guy was going to be basically shut out. So I was pleasantly surprised. Um, and I think this could be a good matchup for him. I think his green light go. I do think that, you know, McCarron did seem confident enough to try to thread those balls into A.J. Green. So I think, you know, whether he should feel confident enough, I'm not sure. But he's definitely trying. So I think A.J. Green is a good enough receiver to try to – to be able to wrestle away the ball from some different quarterbacks. So I feel okay about him. Tyler Eifert, another good news. His concussion has been cleared in the concussion protocol, um, and he was a full participant in practice on Wednesday. So this is good news for Tyler Eifert owners out there. Again, we are hoping that A.G. McCarron sprain is not as serious. I don't think it really is. I don't think you need to worry too much about it. But, again, it's not going to be as gold as it was when Dalton was playing. Pittsburgh Steelers nine and six. The Cleveland Browns three and twelve. The Pittsburgh clinches a playoff spot with this win, and the Jets law if the Jets lose. So, this is this is important. This is a game. The players are going to be out, and they're going to be trying to win. So, yay! You get to start them. Um, if they don't I, blow it again, <laughs> I know. I was going to say. Yeah. I know. Last week was really bad for all fantasy owners uh. and anybody of the Steelers except D'Angelo Williams. You can't bench them. You cannot bench them against the Cleveland Browns. And I know we said that against the Baltimore Ravens, and I get it. This is a must-win game. They have to win. I think that they're all going to come together and show up. And if they don't, you know, who are you going to start over Antonio Brown? Please, give me a break. No one. Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. True. Although I should have played people other than Antonio Brown. You have Odell Beckham Jr. and Antonio Brown. How many wide receiver and flex spots do you have? Give me a break. You're starting Antonio Brown. (laughs) Okay. We're talking about standard. Or we're talking about regular leagues here. I'm not talking about daily. Um, Anyway, so you're going to start all of them. Marcus Wheaton is a decent flex this week since Cleveland gives up the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers. Not totally against him. So starting Brown, D'Angelo, Ben, and Martavius, and then maybe Marcus Wheaton if you have that spot and have him available. Moving on, Browns. Ooh, do we have to? Um, well, no. we're back to the not-Johnny football time. Sadly, he experienced a concussion. He's in protocol and is not expected to play on Sunday. It is Austin Davis time. <laughs> Love it. Johnny Menzel has yet to go over 17 fantasy points all season. 
He's the future. I have really bad takes. I just want to put that out there again. Uh, Barnage caught three of his eight targets for 47 yards last week. He got Johnnyed at the end of the season, so sorry owners that had him and were like, why did drop happen? off? But that's what happened. The Steelers give up the eighth most points to tight ends. You could still rock him. I think they're going to lean on him. And Isaiah Crowell is actually the guy who's getting the carries again. Last week he carried the ball 16 times for 88 yards and a touchdown. Pittsburgh gives up the second fewest points to opposing running backs. Um, but last week, Javoris Allen looked like a Hall of Famer, so it might be yeah. worth a shot if you're looking for someone if uh, deep in daily leagues. Awesome. Jacksonville Jaguars, 5-10 and 10 at the Houston Texans, 8-7. and seven. So the Texans have a tough defense. They give the 12th fewest points to quarterbacks, 15th fewest to running backs, 7th fewest to wide receivers, 11th fewest to tight ends, 4th fewest to kickers, and 16th fewest to defenses. And I don't care about any of it. I don't care. You're playing, mm-hmm. you're, you're playing your big three guys. You're playing Blake Bortles, you're playing Alan Hearns, and you're playing Alan Robinson. No questions asked. Stop even looking at matchups. You are playing them for sure. Um, Alan Robinson, he had eight catches for 106 yards, two touchdowns. Alan Robinson, 151 yards and a touchdown. Blake Bortles, four touchdowns. It's clockwork for these guys. Feel good about them. Play them. The only one I don't love is Julius Thomas. I've been so touch and go all season with him, and I've decided I don't like him. I've decided we're going. What? We're going. We're not touching anymore. No. We're just going. I don't. You know. I just no. He only had <laughs> two catches cold. for twelve yards. Come on, come yeah. on against the Saints. Give me a break. I don't like it. And then in terms of your running backs, guys, T.J. Yeldon, uh, he may not be able to play. It's he's you know he's still got issues with the MCL ligament. Um, and then Denard Robinson, if you're only able to put up 71 yards in what is your best matchup of the year against the Saints, Agreed. then I can understand why offensive coordinator Greg Olson, not to be confused with the tight end from Carolina Panthers, obviously, he said that Jonas Gray will be given an extended look this week. So I would stay with both of these guys. Boom, Texans. Houston has to win this game to be the divisional champ. And FYI, that means that Brian Hoyer, TJ Yates, and Brandon Whedon were all under center for a team going to the playoffs. You no. like that? You like that? That's like one of the trivia things that you're like, false, false. <laughs> yeah. No, there's Can't no happen. way that's true. Speaking of, Brian Hoyer's out of concussion protocol and practice in full on Wednesday and more than likely will be the starter going into the Whee! season closer. Cecil Shorts didn't practice on Wednesday due to his lingering hamstring issue. If he doesn't play, Nate Washington is an interesting fantasy option. Last week, Washington got three of his five targets for 42 yards and a touchdown. He's not a great option, but week 17 is really weird. People are looking at other players. They're playing for something, not playing for something, what have you. Uh, He's interesting. DeAndre Hopkins got back to over 100 yards last week for the first time since week 11. He scored a touchdown as well. Um, Jacksonville gives up the 17th most points to wide receiver, kind of in the middle, but I still think he'll be fine. You know, DeAndre Hopkins is one of those guys where, like, he really shouldn't be as good as he is, but he is. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the, the quarterback situation has been not great, but he's still a great option. It's amazing. Afflu carried the ball 15 times. Chris Polk carried 11. Jacksonville gives up the ninth most points to opposing running backs, but I don't know. You'd have to be pretty desperate to go with them. Let's move on to the afternoon games. Oakland Raiders, 7-8 and eight at the Kansas City Chiefs, 10-5. and five. So Latavius Murray got a good workload again, and he carried the ball 19 times. There's two games in a row that he's had some solid production in terms of carries in the backfield. So he had 79 yards and a touchdown, and he had six catches for 62 yards. He had a heck of a game against the Chargers. So, yeah. you know, I'm thrilled to see that. Now, it's not a great matchup. 
this week. <laughs> so I'm glad that he's starting to finally show some potential. And definitely keep him in mind in terms of next year, you know, or dynasty leagues. But this is a really bad matchup for him this week. So you might want to look elsewhere. Although reality is you may not have many options that are better with all the injuries that we've had to running backs. But just keep temper your expectations on that one. Amari Cooper's foot injury popped back up again this week, and he ended up finishing with just two catches on only three targets for a whopping 10 yards. Um, let us down. With his foot bothering him and a secondary that has been improving with the Chiefs, I think that you have to bail on him this week. I do. I would rather you play Crabtree out of the two of them because he at least sure. put up a decent week. He, you know, Last week he had 39 yards. At least he got a touchdown out of it. Um, and again, you know, it's allegedly a great matchup against the Chiefs, um, and they will probably be honing in on Cooper, so this should open up Crabtree. But again, it is it is an improving secondary. Not great, but improving. But I think he's going to leave Crabtree open. And then sadly, Derek Carr is not a guy that you can stream this week. He had, you know, mediocre performances the past four weeks, and he's had tough matchup against the Chiefs. He up the seventh fewest points to quarterback, so you really need to find another guy. Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs should uh, steal the division from the Broncos. Stop it, please. It's possible. Could happen. <laughs> it's only possible. Yeah. Uh, okay. Travis Kelsey, Jeremy Macklin, Alex Smith all put up low-end double-digit numbers, high floors, but kind of a pathetic ceiling. Um, unless you're PPR. And then Jeremy Macklin is everything you need him to be. Kelsey scored a touchdown, his first since week 12. He seems to score a touchdown once every four weeks, so he could maybe score one in the Super Bowl when they get there. <laughs> Macklin is a good PPR option. Not the Super Bowl, God. Courtney would lose her <laughs> mind if Alex Smith won the Super Bowl. I'm Alex is going to win a Super Bowl. Oh, my God. I mean, I would be, you know what, it would be fun. It would be exciting to see a quarterback that can't pass 20 yards win the Super Bowl. Although he has been much better this year. He's been way better. Way better. Down ball, the deep ball threat. Way better. It only took him four weeks to get a touchdown. You're right. It's fine. Well, ends up, this is a Kansas City problem. Yeah. Macklin has scored five touchdowns in his last five games, which is great. But he's only the fourth wide receiver to go over 1,000 yards in an Andy Reid defense. Offense. Offense, I'm sorry. That's, that's nuts. The guy's been coaching forever. And he's, <laughs> he counts for two of those, or, or no. Does, does his time with the Eagles count for one, and then his time with the Chiefs counts as another? Or is it just him as a receiver? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. I'll have to figure that out, because that would be funny if he's two. If he's like, no, I don't think if he's, so, al- if he's almost think- half the stats. No, I think Macklin's was with Chip Kelly. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Macklin yeah. was with Chip Kelly. Yeah. Right. yeah, good call. I'm losing my mind. Uh, when you consider that there haven't, there was a whole year where no one scored a touchdown that was a wide receiver, I, I, Macklin has really done some great work. He was a great pickup for that team. Andy Reid was right to go after him aggressively. Yeah. Very cool. And, uh, you know, it paid off. And also, did you see the video of Andy Reid doing the dab? No. Yes. Like, Andy Reid dabbed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was really bad. Really good. I'd love to see that mustache. As in, it was amazing, right? Yeah, no, it was really good. Oakland gives up the 12th most points to quarterbacks, 12th fewest wide receivers, and third most to tight ends. None of that matters really because we all know that they'll put up 10 points. Yeah. Period. Um, There you go. And then, oh yeah, sorry. And then uh, the run game is meh, Um, but I can tell you that Kendrick West had 14 carries to where's. Four, or to where's five, and the Raiders give up the 17th most to running backs. It's a little dicey. I just think they're a better team when they stick to one running back. I hope that I they kind of go back to that. I don't like to share. But you can start the defense. 
Well, I hope they lose. San Diego Chargers, 4-11. and 11, The Denver Broncos, 11-4. and four. The Chargers. Um, the Chargers are not where you should be looking for roster spots in Week 17. <laughs> no, no. no. Um, yes, a few Bye. players... Not even Danny Woodhead? games last week. No, no, Danny Woodhead either. We're going against the Broncos here. Um, and they're not consistent um, on their game calling here, those Chargers. Um, listen, the last time they went up against the Denver Broncos, they only allowed the Chargers to score three points, and that was in week 13. That wasn't that long ago. The highest scorer in fantasy was Phillip Rivers with 6.08 mm. fantasy points. Listen, this is a bit of a rivalry, kind of, but the Broncos have a lot to play for, and the Chargers don't have anything to play for. Sometimes that works out in the person who doesn't have anything to play for's favor, but I'm not in love with it. Stevie Johnson is returning this week. It's the Denver Broncos. I just can't get behind it. I'm sorry. Denver gives up the absolute fewest fantasy points to both quarterbacks and wide receivers. And the ninth view is to running backs. Um, Denver has given up fantasy points to de- defenses, but in the last six weeks, only one team has had more than six fantasy points against the Broncos. Oof. So that would be Brock Osweiler's defenses. We'll get into that right now. The Denver Broncos. This uh, this game is decided. This is a lot. There's a lot going on for the Denver Broncos. The Denver clinches AFC West division with the Denver win and or tie, and the Kansas City loss, and or tie. So if Kansas City ties, which there hasn't been a tie all season, Denver already wins, right? Denver clinches a first-round bye. If Denver wins or Denver tie and Cincinnati loses or ties, or Kansas City loses or ties and Cincinnati loses. Lots going on. Not only that, but yeah, it's just, and then Denver clinches home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs as Denver wins and New England loses. So, this is a very important game. Regardless, Denver needs to win. Um, they are going to be in the playoffs. But the, if, as long as Denver wins, it doesn't matter what Casey does. So, it, it, you know, it's fine. Which means they're playing um, all their players. So, Yeah. Yeah, they're playing everybody, you guys. That doesn't mean you're starting everybody, though. Let's get into this. Heck no. Brock Osweiler will be the quarterback on Sunday and uh, – um, and will remain on your bench and or waiver wires, depending on what league you're in. Peyton Manning returned to practice and could be the backup. I think he's been declared the backup for Brock Osweiler this week and possibly going forward. Um, it's a little dicey. We'll see. But uh, it seems like Kubiak is happy with Brock Osweiler. Um, we got in a healthy debate before the, before the podcast on our feelings, seeing how we're homers when it comes to the Broncos. Um, but it will be Brock Osweiler. Not fantasy relevant because you're not going to be starting him. But as for the wide receivers, Demarius Thomas has had a hard time being consistent this year. Mm. But since week 10, he has gone good game, bad game, and this is going to be a good game. Also, he had 12.10 point fantasy points against San Diego in week 13 in standard leagues. So I am okay with Demarius Thomas, and I'm actually feeling okay about starting him. Mm. Manuel Sanders has been all over the board as well, but has found the end zone in each of the last two weeks. So that's promising as well. Again, check your rankings to see if you have better options, but I'm saying start them. 
CJ Anderson and Ronnie Hillman will continue to split carries. If you own them, I think they are no more than a flex kind of guy. San Diego Chargers give up the six most fantasy points to running backs. CJ Anderson has been more productive, but Ronnie Hillman is getting the start. And continue to roll with the number one defense, the Denver Broncos. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, six and nine, and the Carolina Panthers, 14 and one. I'm sorry, Brandon, I bored you. No, no, no. I actually uh, hurt my knee. So I just put it up on a thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. So I'm doing like the lean to put my <laughs> knee up. I apologize. A lean uh, back. I do look chill, though. I do look really chill right <laughs> now. Chill. I was like trying to like, She's you know, settled in to talk some bucks. I was like, oh, yeah. Seriously. Yeah, I got to talk about the bucks. <laughs> Doug Martin's going for the league rushing title, but he's currently 64 yards behind Peterson because he had an eh game last week. Uh, he's also going to be a free agent next year, so he really, really, really wants it. And it's kind of sad because he's going up against Carolina. But you know what? Carolina gives up some points. Um, they give up the 13th fewest running backs, but, you know, it could Not happen. enough to catch AP. Not It'll be a little tough. But you know what? Green Bay is actually tougher against the run. So, you know, there yeah, you have it. Still. Uh, it's the field book comeback story of the year. Field I will back. agree with that. Good I will agree. I'm happy Dougie year. Fresh is doing well. Yeah, it's all good. Charles Sims had another nice game last week. He only carried the ball four times for 45 yards, but he also caught three of his five targets for 72 yards and a touchdown. Um, definitely flex-worthy, guys. Charles Sims keeps happening. Winston only went over 20 fantasy points twice, but his lowest score was only 12.44 points in week three. That's what I'll say. Carolina gives up the fourth fewest points to quarterbacks. <laughs> and thanks for the touchdown, Austin Safarian Jenkins. Useless. Still at a 50% catch rate. <laughs> Pow. Caught two of his four targets, 60 yards. Uh, but did I mention the touchdown? Yeah. yeah. You can't count on a touchdown from him. You can't. I don't, no, you can't. Mm-mm. But Mike Evans, fantasy ch- championship takeaway. Not good. Caught four of his eight targets. Another 50% catch rate. Right on target. Right on target. (laughs) Only for 61 yards. He is maybe the most consistent man in the NFL when you really look at it. (laughs) Last time he played Carolina, only 3.2 fantasy points in Sanders' glory. Perfect. That's what he'll get this week then. Carolina wants home field advantage. Look for them to go for the win. Don't play the Tampa Bay defense or kicker. And as far as the Panthers are concerned, okay, yeah, Cam had a bad game. He did. Team was not prepared for Atlanta. They messed up. It was a little sad. I'm not going to lie. I kind of cried a little bit. I wanted them to go undefeated. I did. Me too. Um, Me too. Yeah. Only 142 passing yards and no touchdowns. No interceptions, but still. Uh, they have to beat Tampa Bay to fight for that home field advantage. So play them. Cam, Greg Olson, the defense, Graham Gano. Those are your biggies. Uh, and, yes, I'm actually going to go back to the well for Ted Ginn Jr. Now, you need to watch. He, he is not practicing due to his knee injury. Um, but they need to win this game. He's expected to play. And, yeah, he's a boomer bust guy, and he busted last week. He was not good. But I think he will boom again, so I'm going back to the well. Jonathan Stewart might be back. That's so interesting. So Cameron Artis really? kind of mediocre. Yeah, yeah. I would hold him out because I'd be like, yo, we're in the playoffs. It's cool. I agree. Yeah. Uh, but they keep talking about really wanting to win this game and wanting that home field advantage over Arizona. But they might roll them out, so keep your eye on that injury report. They do need home field advantage. Arizona's going to be tough to beat this They're year. They're really good. Yeah. Bummer. Seattle Seahawks, 9-6. and six, The Arizona Cardinals, 13-2. and two. Oh, man. Talk about a team I couldn't care about. Well, Wilson, he had a decent week. 289 yards, two touchdowns, 39 rushing yards. 
But he's going up against a very tough defense again this week. So you can expect the same mid-team performance that you saw last week, this week. Um, so that's nothing to write home about, nothing to get crazy. You probably have better options. You'll find yourself some Blake Bortles out there. Doug Baldwin, he continues. Caught eight passes for 118 yards and a touchdown. This makes him only the fourth player to catch 11 touchdowns over five, over five games. Can they keep this up, guys? I feel like this is the first year we've been able to really depend on a Seattle's wide receiver, and it's because they have literally zero rushing game. They're forced. They have forced yeah. Russell's hand and Pete Carroll's hand to But now they know receivers. it works. They do know yeah. it works, but I don't know. I, I don't, you know, it's tough. It's tough. But you, I think you can depend on Baldwin. So Tyler Lockett, he had a subpar game with only 33 yards, which was not what we were expecting for this, you know, high – high ceiling kind of guy. He had a fairly low floor on that. But Jermaine Curse, he was the next man in charge practically. So only at the end of the game where he caught 38 yards, which is nothing. That is what we normally expect from a Seattle wide receiver. But he had a touchdown, so that made up for it. This is a tough, tough matchup. The receivers, again this week, um, I'm going to give the, what, the eighth fewest points to wide receivers. So it's not a great matchup. I think you can still count on Baldwin. I think he'll probably still find the end zone at least once. Christian Michael, he only had six carries for six yards and two catches for 14. Talk about something we don't care about. And then Luke Wilson, he suffered concussion last week, so Cooper Helfit, that's what I say his name is, took over for him. He had four receptions on 43 yards. But he was targeted a decent amount of six targets for a guy that just came in. So he might not be a horrible play if you're desperate. Um, and, again, Marshawn Lynch, there's no hope for him to return. At best, he will come back in a wild-card playoff round. What do you Boom. think is going to happen with Marshawn Lynch? I think he's going to be bounced. What do you think? I feel like him and Pete Carroll have always had, like, some weird energy with each other. I think they had a lot of confidence in Rawls, but Rawls got hurt. So I think it's going to be a lot of offseason to see what – who's healthy, who can come back. But they're crazy if they bounce Marshawn Lynch for Christian Michael. Like, crazy. Well, clearly. Hey, that guy the is the most overrated backup. So overrated. So oh my overrated. Gosh. Out of control. Out of control. We'll take you, Marshawn. We'll take you. All right, guys. I'm really pumped for Drew Brees to be a Bronco next year and Marshawn Lynch. Nice. Let's get to the Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals will clinch home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs if Arizona wins and the Carolina Panthers lose. Bruce Arians came out on Monday saying that the Cardinals will go all out on Sunday. He doesn't see any reason to rest, guys. So you shouldn't either. Nope. Um, I know that you're facing the tough Seattle defense, but matchups do not matter for the Cardinals. We've been saying it all season. You're going to start him. Here are the fantasy points for the Cardinals in Week 10 when they face Seattle. Michael Floyd, 23.3 points. Carson Palmer, 20.32 points. Andre Ellington, 14.8, which means David Johnson, a.k.a. will get you 16.8. <clears throat> Larry Fitzgerald, 13. Jermaine Gr- Grisham, 8.6, which is decent for a tight end if you're in a pinch. And Chandler Catanzaro, which I butcher yeah. every single time I say it. You did it perfectly. Got- 15 fantasy points. Yep. Now, if I remember correctly, the Cardinals defense only got six fantasy points. That's tough compared to their 33 fantasy points last week. But, you know, you might still be starting them anyways. It's hard to bench the Cardinals. 
regardless. Um, only John Brown had a bad game, but he has scored a touchdown in each of his last three games. So you're starting him too. I think the Cardinals defense could have a good game. Um, as I said earlier, so Rams got 17 points against the Seahawks last week. I'm starting them. St. Louis Rams against the San Francisco 49ers. I hope you listened to our Sirius XM show um, on Saturday when I was trying to talk people off the ledge about Todd Gurley. It, it took me even a while to come around on him, but I'm glad that I did. He had 19 carries for 85 yards and a touchdown, plus seven yards um, on the catch. So and that was against a really stout Seahawks defense last week. Now, Todd Gurley's foot did not practice on Wednesday, but I'm not too worried about it. This is just them being precautionary because, again, it's really their only offensive player. Um, you know, and it's they give up the second most points to running backs, the Niners. So this this will be a glorious week for Todd Gurley. You're going to see him bounce back in a big way. Um, Kenny Britt, he could be an interesting play. He's now caught a touchdown the past two games. So if you need a desperate play, or maybe daily where you're looking for some potential upside for someone who's dirt cheap, he could be a good option. I think he probably will score another touchdown this week. I know it sounds weird, but I think he will. Tavon Austin. Now, he had three catches for 16 yards and three carries for 12. But that doesn't amount to much fantasy-wise for you. I cannot in good conscience tell you that it's okay to play him. Uh, it is an average matchup and far too risky of a play for me in terms of the fact that with Kenny Britt back, they've been looking to him a bit more in the end zone. So if you're going to pick one wide receiver, I think the safer choice is Kenny Britt. Awesome. 49ers. Sean Drawn is officially placed on IR with a knee injury. That means that they will rely on Dewan, not good enough to be the third string running running back in Seattle, Harris. That's his full name. That's, yeah, that's the formal name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on his birth certificate. It's sad. It really is. Uh, but last week he carried the ball 11 times for 73 yards yeah. against the Lions. Uh, and then there's Kendall Gaskins, who carried the ball two times for 12 yards last week. So, oof. Seattle gives up the 13th most points to running backs. Hmm. Blaine Gabbard is alive, and he plays in the NFL. You can add him to your uh, resurrection piece, Courtney. No, because he hasn't done anything. They have <laughs> to sure, do yeah. things. Doug Martin, though, we talked about earlier, he deserves to be in it. Right. We're so talking you, about people that, like, came back and, like, are awesome. But then you can't have Josh Freeman do it, and he's the whole start of this. But thing. who knows? If he, if he becomes... The amazing and wins this week. Then Come he gets on. He totally. Won't. We're talking He's about Thriller here. Respect Thriller, Ashley. Yeah, I am respecting Jeez. Thriller. That's why I'm saying Gabbert. Gabbert. Well, anyway, um, he's gone over 15 fantasy points. Uh, he has, I'm sorry, he has not gone over 15 fantasy points since week 13. And St. Louis showed some moxie against Seattle in their hometown, so I'm not starting him. But, um, Gabbert's back on Vance McDonald, their yeah. tight end. He caught five of his seven targets for 61 yards and a touchdown last week. St. Louis gives up the 11th most points to tight ends. He's worth a flyer in daily formats, you guys. We I thought we was on, he was on to Blake Bell, but, hey, you know, there are weirder it's people back out on there. the McDonald. That's fine. He's only $100 over the tight end minimum on FanDuel. Like, really cheap. Uh, none of the wide receivers can go over 10 fantasy points, so hold off there. And um, I'd actually consider their defense – um, because they play a lot better at home and they're going up against St. Louis, but I would not play Phil Dawson. There you go. Minnesota Vikings 10 and five, the Green Bay Packers 10 and five. 
First of all, if the Vikings win, they clinch the NFC North division, so they will be playing. Adrian P- Peterson is listed as questionable with a sh- shoulder injury. Excuse me. He has yet to practice, but he should be good to go, but keep an eye on him. And as for the fantasy leagues, I really don't trust anyone else. Maybe Kyle Rudolph, especially if you're in a Jordan Reed situation um, and he doesn't end up playing. I can see Kyle Rudolph, but it's still risky. Um, as for Daly, I really like Jarek McKinnon. Um, he could be a good play and maybe a flex in standard leagues as well. He's had three touchdowns in the last two weeks and over 170 yards. Yeah. yeah so they're, they're clearly going back and forth with Peterson, trying to keep Peterson healthy for the playoffs. Um, so it, it, McKinnon's not a bad choice. That's I like it. Another team that's tragic, Green Bay Packers. Whole yeah. mackerel. Whoa. Eddie Lacy was limited in practice, practice uh, with his nagging rib injury today. Watch out for this. He was the team's highest scorer in week 16 when he carried the ball 12 times for 60 yards and caught one of his two targets for 28 yards and a touchdown. Everyone else sucked. Um, it was Arizona on their home turf, but it was epically bad. Just really bad football. They do not Seven, do well against good defenses, and Minnesota has a good defense. All. Yeah, but they played well against Minnesota last time. True. So it goes back and forth, but I agree. So that's why I'm not quite sure what to say about this game, to be entirely frank. Rogers scored 7.94 points last week. Now, this week he's at home, um, but he only scored 13.38 points against Chicago when he was at home. Hmm. So it's very all over the map with him. Now, you have to play him, but I think he's – when I'm doing the quarterback rankings for 2016, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, can I humanly put Blake Bortles above Aaron Rodgers? I don't know if I can. I don't know if he's gonna have Jordy Nelson back. Yeah. It's a different team. Yeah, I know, but 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 the reality is, we're living in a world where Kirk Cousins and Blake Bortles had a better fantasy season than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, that's so the crazy. world in which we live. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's messed up. So Randall good. Cobb caught all three of his targets for fifteen yards. Only three targets. That's nuts. what's going on. Richard Rodgers only had one catch for two yards. It's really bad. Jordy I mean, I is more of a back. glue of this team than expected. You know. Yeah, I, I think that Jordy needs to go renegotiate his contract immediately. Yeah. yeah, that's what I. So yeah, I mean, I guess, <coughs> and I don't know if I'd start their defense because Minnesota doesn't give up a bunch of points. Um, and I would start their kicker, Mason Crosby. They they'll need to score points somehow. It's hard though. Both of these teams have kind of anemic offenses, so it's kind of a downer to go out on that with fantasy. But it is what it is. Yep, it sure is. And regular season just in general. It's kind of a bummer. Oh, well. Sad, sad Green Bay Packers. Well, hopefully if you have your championship this week, you are doing just fine. And if not, you can listen to our podcast to just get your daily advice as well. It's awesome. Make sure you subscribe to HerFantasyFootball.com so you can play our daily game on FanDuel. It's free. We give you fun little prizes. We give you four ingredients to set your lineup. It's awesome. Again, subscribe to HerFantasyFootball.com to be able to play on that. You can also hear us on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio Saturday night from 8 to 10 Eastern. So give us a call there. And you can talk to us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook forward slash HerFantasyFootball. Until next time, no more faking it.